Welcome to another Colts Camp Chat here at Graham Park in Westfield, the site of Colts Training Camp 2023. It's brought to you by Corson Fire and Security. I'm Matt Taylor, J.J. Stangovitz. We are post-practice recapping day number two for the Indianapolis Colts. On my way up here, J.J., coming from the north or driving north, as soon as I got to Westfield, it looked like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it I, was uh, nasty weather out there. So I, you know, woke up this morning and I wasn't really looking. You know, it was sunny outside, and uh, I got a message in our our internal Slack channel from one of our videographers, Kevin Connors. It's, uh, it's a lot of thunder and lightning up here. Ain't looking good. I looked out my window to the west, and I go, "Uh oh." Yep. Better get going. So uh, practice moving indoors today. You know, kind of a bummer. It was going to be a sold-out practice. Yes. Kids' day up here. Yep. Um, but Colts got some really good work in today uh and leading it off would be anthony richardson taking all the snaps with the first team offense yeah a lot to get into coming up we're going to hear from colts defensive tackle grover stewart so we'll talk some defense today year number seven for big number 90 grover a veteran piece along that uh, defensive line he had a career year last year so we'll talk all about that but as you said jj the colts had to move inside today that meant from a logistical standpoint about seven thousand people that had tickets that got whittled down to about, I don't know, a couple hundred. Like 750 Yeah, capacity, so obviously yeah. less than ideal. But everybody understood, given the weather, given the circumstances, so the Colts hopefully get back outside tomorrow on Saturday. That's another sold-out crowd up at Graham Park. As you said, an hour and 15-minute practice. Richardson working with the ones. Shaq Leonard looks great. He's yeah, right I mean, behind us, too. Yeah. Spiritual high-five to the maniac because he looks fantastic, moving around with a, a lot of speed, a lot of agility. So we'll talk about that. But certainly, yeah, number five taking the uh, the first-team reps on offense. That's a big storyline. We thought we were going to see that. In fact, Shane Steichen said the other day mm-hmm. that was the plan, to flip-flop those guys, taking reps with the ones from day to day. What would you make of, of Richardson giving the keys of the car, if you will, there. Yeah, I thought just if you're looking for a couple of things for this, procedurally things look good. Um, you know, he was getting the plays in and out. There weren't false starts or, you know, balls on the ground. Um, you know, so that was encouraging to see. And then, I mean, the throw that he made in seven-on-seven. Seven. <laughs> <I, laughs> so let, let me just paint a, paint a little picture there here. There were so, people, yeah, yeah, there were people open, but he wanted to take a shot deep. Well, so so you're in seven-on-seven, seven, yep. and I was actually talking to Rick Venturi about this because he and I had the same thought of, okay, it's seven-on-seven. Seven, do you just want to get the ball out quick, uh, you know, get in the rhythm of the play because there's no pass rush, or if there's not anything there, you know, do you want him to kind of do a scramble and, and make something happen? So... Richardson drops back, doesn't see anything. He scrambles to his left, and, you know, he just kind of bolts out of the pocket, which is non-existent, but he bolts, you know, kind of goes to his left, and then he flicks it with, the like, the ease of you playing catch with your kid. Opening up my cabinet door or something. He flicks it 60 freaking yards downfield to Alec Pierce, who makes a tremendous (laughs) over-the-shoulder catch for a touchdown. And that, so... That play was a wild play. That was the first wild play we've seen from Anthony Richardson here at camp. But here's what here's what was so impressive about it. So the Colts have have talked about big plays come from those scramble drills. Shane Steichen has made that a coaching point mm-hmm. for Anthony Richardson for the team's quarterback. So it wasn't just you know him kind of freelancing in a seven on seven and not following the drill. That was something that the Colts want to see out of him. And that was something when I was talking to, to Rick Venturi about it. He was like, I'm kind of half and half in it because your old school mentality would be in seven on seven, keep it in the rhythm of the play, make the right read, make the throw, 
you don't need to do any of that scrambling stuff. But he's like, nowadays, the way that you're seeing these guys get coached up is you do want to see that. You do want to see him use his mobility to his advantage. And for the wide receiver, for Alec Pierce to understand how to get open mm-hmm. and, and you know how far Anthony can sling it right. in a situation like that, that is so valuable. And, I mean, we're going to see more of that for sure. But that being the first one, uh, my goodness, yeah. that was impressive. And that's what we wanted to see out of Alec Pierce, too. Absolutely. Downfield. Downfield. Yeah. Get those chunks along with that, because I know the wide receivers are mixing in. It's tough to tell who the first group of wide receivers are compared to the second because there's so much rotation, right? Mike Strawn is, is running with the first team offense at times. Same thing with Josh Downs, it would appear, Isaiah McKenzie. So it's tough to kind of know where that line is. But going along with that, are you seeing any – special bonds being formed between Minshew, Richardson, and their quote-unquote favorite targets at this point in camp? I think it's too early just because of that rotation, Matt, where, you know, in years past, yeah, after a couple of practices, you could probably identify this guy likes throwing to this guy or this, you know. uh, This year we haven't seen that as much, but I think that's okay because, you know, Shane Steichen has been very intentional about the ramp-up period. And it's not just that the Colts are doing hour-long practices – and, you know, having a walkthrough after the first one. It's that they are being intentional about, especially with skill position players, sure. rotating those guys in and out. You want to make sure you're, you're taking care of those guys, the D-line, uh, you know, avoiding any soft tissue things that might pop up or any other injuries that could happen as you get ramped up to full speed. So, yeah, you're, you're not only seeing it with wide receivers, you're seeing it with tight ends, with running backs, you know, Evan Hall, Deion Jackson getting in there, yep. along with Zach Moss, uh, you know, all the tight ends getting in there. So, um, you know, that that part of it lends itself to you're probably not seeing favorite targets emerge yet. Mm-hmm. I really like seeing Josh Downs out there with the ones, though. Yeah. He, he Not only does he look like he belongs, but when he's out there with the ones, the guy lined up across from him, Kenny Moore the second, is about as good of a test as you're going to get good point. in the slot. Kenny, Kenny, by the way, he, he has had a very good camp. I had a good chat with Ron Miles yesterday about him, the, the camp that he's having, just the mentality that he has. Uh, is in a, he's in a really good place. And for Josh Downs, I asked him today, you know, what do you, what do you learn from going against Kenny? And he said, you know, Kenny being a seven-year vet, he disguises his coverages so well that it really challenges you to be, you know, on your details, on point, on everything that you do, on every single play. And for a rookie coming into his first camp, right. you know, getting that challenge, that, that's important. That's going to help him grow faster going against a guy like Kenny Moore II. All right. Meanwhile, on defense, let's go back to that, something we talked about earlier. I mean, my big takeaway today was Richardson on offense and then 53 on defense. Yep. Again, it was Shaq Leonard. Be just, you know, one of the storylines was, okay, he was out there on Wednesday participating in basically everything, including 11-on-11 work. How is he going to bounce back today, right? Having a day off, was there going to be any limitations? And the answer was no. I mean, he just looks so good. And obviously my eyes were on him for a lot of the uh, defensive periods, 11-on-11 work. He's out there. He's running with the first-team defense, right? So he's side-by-side with Zaire Franklin. And that in and of of itself is a beautiful sight, right? What those two guys can be, 44 and 53, playing next to one another. But he is fast. I mean, they mm-hmm. sent him on a blitz today. Yeah. He looks comfortable doing that. I mean, you know, knock on wood, but really since Tuesday at noon, all of the information and the news regarding Shaq Leonard has been very, very positive, and the arrow is just up and up and up, and today was another great step for him. Zero setback. I just want to keep reiterating this, that the Colts have been very – 
cautious with with Shaq's recovery. Yep. And you also now frame that within Shane Steichen being very intentional about the workload he's putting on guys in these first two practices. With those two things in mind, it's really encouraging to see yeah, Shaq out early, there. It's early, but, man, it's it, yep. going well. And, and, look, I mean, we'll see when the pads come on. Yep. That will kind of be, you know, that, that'll be next week. Shane Steichen said the pads will go on next week, so not on Saturday but next week. All right, how does he do in the first padded practice? You know, do, does he need a day where he needs to kind of ramp things down a little bit, or can he keep going forward with this? Yep. Whatever it is, um, you're – and, look, two days is not going to lead to any grand proclamations about – you know, Shaquille Leonard's status for week one. But it is encouraging. That is where we are at right now with him. Um, it, it's just so good to see. And like you said, seeing 53 and 44 out there together, you can yeah. you can start thinking about it a little bit. A lot of tackles. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot. Of, and, and the one thing the Colts lacked last year was that kind of consistent turnover, you know. Ability. Ability. Yep. That's where if you can get Shaq out there, whatever he is at, I mean, we've seen Shaq Leonard force eight fumbles on, you know, basically one foot in a season. If he is able to get on the field, he's going to be a difference maker. We know that. We just got to see if he can get on the field now. All right, again, Grover Stewart coming up. But let's talk about the pass rush so far, that defensive line. What kind of push? Because it's tough, right? Because you're not in pads. You still have the quarterbacks wearing the red jersey. Uh, it's it's obviously not contact. But what, what kind of pass rush are you sensing from the defensive line so far in those 11-on-11 drills? I'm sensing some pretty good depth because they've been rotating those guys in. Um, you know, you're not going to have a full workload for DeForest Buckner or Grover sure. or Quiddy or any of those guys right now. But you're seeing, you know, pretty consistent rotation. And some decent reps from guys, you know, from Dio Dangbo to uh, Adetami Wadabare, uh, you know, going on down the list. I, you know, Jannard Avery had a really good pass rush snap today, I thought. Um, you know, and, and the, the question for the Colts is going to be, can you create eight guys? You know, eight consistent pass rushers where yep. you can rotate those guys in and out. Fresh bodies. And you can create that pass rush in the fourth quarter right. because guys are not worn down. Because uh, you only can rely on, you know, four, five, six guys. No doubt so about it. So I think we're starting to see the depth get created there. But, boy, I mean, we know what DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart can do in the interior. Um, I think you're starting to see some strides from Quiddy Pay, Dio Dangbo on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hearing from DeForest Buckner, uh, you know, Gus Bradley this week, very encouraged about those two guys. But it all starts with the interior for the Colts, doesn't it? And Samson Abacom wasn't out there today. Yeah, hamstring. Any, any update? Yeah, okay. he's got a hamstring. Okay. Um, you know, didn't. Tough to tell, you know, how bad or not bad it is, but, right. um, you know, early in camp especially, guys got anything going on, you want to yep. make sure it doesn't, you know, yep. go, get into something bigger. Yeah, proven peace, definitely a big part of this defensive line going forward. And as we said, in the interior, that's where it all starts. Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, but earlier today, Jeffrey Gorman and Casey Vallier, they caught up with Big Grove, number 90, going into year number seven, and his focal points for him personally in this training camp heading into 2023. Oh, it's fun talking to Grover Stewart, Casey. I'm glad you're here. Big man, what a year you had last year. You've done nothing but improve year after year after year, coordinator after coordinator, putting up linebacker numbers last year. Yes, sir. What is going on? 70 tackles, four sacks. Grover Stewart, how you keep getting better in this league? Man, my goal each year, man, to outplay my last year. So 
I just want to get better and get better, man, and just keep going. I love you know what pushing. I love it, and I love asking this question every year. You have a unique job. You make people around you look better on top of yourself looking good. How have you helped those teammates behind you, specifically those linebackers, by what you do for a living? Uh, man, just taking up double teams and uh, – being the guy, choking the guy out in front choking of Choking him out in front oh, yeah. of you. There oh, we yeah. go. That, that's what I want to get to, Case. <laughs> well, you, you talk about all of that. we got a new new head coach and the offense, a lot of new pieces. But defensively, it's kind of that same core. How much are you guys looking to build on what you did last year and that first year with Gus? Uh, we're looking to build a lot, man. We're trying to be the number one defense, so that's the goal. And we're just going to keep going, keep going, critiquing each other. and. Keep rolling. One of the things we got to talk about, the elephant in the room, 53 is back on the field. I know he just brings the juice. How great has that been to this point, having Shaq out there on the field with you guys? Hey, man, it feels great to have him out here. I always call him and tell him, I was like, man, I'm ready to get you back out there, man. And, like, the man yet, hey, he'll fool out there. He keep me turned, keep everybody else turned, and I love it. Grover Stewart, let's talk about the defensive lineman room. You guys are close. You got Big D Buckner over there. A new face comes back, and Al Kadi Muhammad like this. This offensive line, not just the interior, but on the edge, too. What are they going to do this year? Man, they're going to bring pressure off the edge, man. Me and Buck going to eat, and we're going to shoot. Put pressure in the middle and let them eat off the edge too. So okay, we're okay. gonna go hand in hand. Every year we talk about you getting better and looking better each year. This past off season, were there any trips where you you wavered a little bit? You went in that buffet line once or <laughs> twice, but no, you look great, is what I'm saying. So I know you're focused on each season going in. How big is your health been in the off season and getting bar- sharper, getting quicker, getting faster? So I'm real big on my health now. Like seven year in the league, uh, I want to take care of my body now so it can last me long term. So I don't move away from like red meat and like all that crazy other fatty food and stuff like that. So I'm like fish and uh, chicken right now. Well, so. I'm, okay, so I'm going to finish up with food questions. So okay. go right ahead. <laughs> we mentioned you're coming off a, a career year last year. Are you a big goal guy? Is there something you want to do this year that you didn't do last year? I just want to outbeat my numbers that I had last year. That's my main goal. and. I didn't get Pro Bowl last year. Sure. I want it. There it is. He's, he's already preaching right now. Pro robbery. Bowl. I'll call it robbery last <laughs> oh, year yeah. oh, for yeah. him not going to Hawaii even though it's in Orlando. Now, we mentioned Shane Steinke, new head coach in here. What have you seen different to this point in training camp with Shane kind of running things? Uh, man, everything is, like, more up to tempo. And, like, I see a lot of energy just flowing all through, man, like high energy coming through and just good spirit. So, hey. Fun time out here at training camp. You guys, you know, oh, yeah. counting down the hours, the days, and all of a sudden it's here. Another family day out here. See a lot of your your family out here as well. You excited about training camp? You like this time of year? Man, I love training camp, man, because been holding on pressure, man. Get to whoop up on some teammate. Choke them out, as you say? Yeah, they get me better. I get them better, man, so we could go and accomplish the season. The most, One of the most improved players in the NFL, according to my sources, Casey. Remember that yep. about Grover Stewart. You talk about training camp. you got a couple joint practices this year. Mm-hmm. For the first time for you, you got two of them. you got the oh, Bears yeah. and the Eagles. How excited are you to kind of – you talk about getting your hands on your teammates, but getting your hands on somebody else before the season starts. Man, it feels great then going against – the uh, Super Bowl run-up, like, right. it just made me even more excited. So, hey, they, shoot, they had a chance to get that far, and, like, me going to get some, 
like working on different things right. and choking them up. Right. Arguably one of the best so. offensive lines oh, yeah. in the league. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> All right. It's going to be fun. Grover, I appreciate your time. Before you go, though, this offseason I talked about, I know you're fit as a fiddle. You're watching what you eat and stuff. But a couple of those weekends, just give me something. Give me the menu on some of the things that you whooped up on the grill, on the stovetop, whatever. And don't forget, you had your famous chicken wings last year at Lucas Oil Stadium yes, available for fans. Your recipe. Are we going to look forward to that this year as well? And also, give me that menu that you had in the offseason season that you were cooking up oh man so like i had a salad it had like some crab meat turkey and uh some chicken breast okay cut up in there i had like the caesar dressing and like the little ranch powder perfect bussing really so bussing. the powder is one of the things that people are forgetting yep for okay. the salads right for the and, salads um, for the meat man i had like uh some stuffed chicken breast stuff with what um i had like some cream cheese spinach Mm. Like different stuff. Man, look at him. Just a wizard hey. behind the grill, man. <laughs> hey, man, I've been Making trying all different stuff, man. But uh, I tried some stuffed salmon uh, this offseason. I want to try this uh, salmon wrap shrimp. So that's my my uh, recipe I'm working on. Sa- so. I mean, fish on fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Salmon wrapped. All right. I appreciate oh, it, yeah. Grove. <laughs> Hopefully we see uh, your recipe and your, uh, you're selling your uh, famous chicken wings this year at Lucas Oil Stadium. Love talking football with you, but I love talking, you know, food with you yes, as well. From one foodie to another, that's Grover yes, Stewart. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. And that's Grover Stewart with Jeffrey Gorman. The Gorman was here at camp earlier today. Casey Vallier as well. We're back at camp wrapping up this camp chat with J.J. Stankovitz. I'm Matt Taylor. As we said, Grover Stewart going into year number seven. It's a contract year for him, but I'm telling you, the consistency is always there with one of the best defensive tackle duos in the National Football League with DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart. We talked about the linebackers. If those two guys up front can create double teams and push the pocket into quarterbacks, that lends itself for another big year from Zaire Franklin and potentially Shaq Leonard. He's a guy that I think Colts fans don't take necessarily for granted. But, man, he's a very underrated piece yeah. of this defense. Because Grover's not going to be the guy. He doesn't make a ton of those splash plays. You know, he'll, he'll get a couple sacks every year. He'll have a bunch of TFLs. Career year uh, last year. I mean, he was the awesome last year. You turn on the tape of Grover last year, and it was awesome. But, right. you know, he's not getting those plays that are going to get you the highlights, right? But he's making plays that lend other, sell, other players to go get the highlights. And, you know, you talk about Zaire Franklin setting a career high in tackles. I mean, the, the work that Grover did up front, for Zaire to you know be able to see those lanes, identify them, and then go make the play. That's what I mean. You know, I, the, absolutely. A, every middle linebacker I've ever talked to in my life has told me like my best friend on the field <laughs> is that defensive tackle, that one tack the or the body. nose tackle. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Because that's how you know they blow stuff up, and then you go clean it up. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean Grover, what a player he is, and then just what a what a presence he is out there. Um, I can't wait for you know the first day that he's you know, mic'd up or he's got the Grove Pro on from our content <laughs> team going around and you'd hear that infectious laugh and boy he is he is a fun dude to be around out there in addition to being a tremendous football player. For sure. All right, the Colts are hosting their first night practice tomorrow, six to seven thirty up here at Grand Park. It's sold out, so unfortunately if you don't already have your tickets uh, you're going to be shut out on tomorrow night's session. But, again, still plenty of tickets available for other sessions here at Grand Park. Colts.com slash camp. What areas of improvement do you want to see offensively tomorrow night in the twilight session? That's a good question. It's been pretty crisp so yeah. far. Um, 
I think, you know, you just want to see that progression to con- continue to go of, okay, Anthony Richardson's put together a couple good days. Yeah. Does it continue now? He had one moment today. It was an RPO yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. He, he gave it to the back, should have kept it yep. wide open lane. I mean, and right. he knew it. Exactly. His reaction yeah, yeah. was he knew he it. He was very upset yeah. with himself. So moments like that you want to see decrease. Right. And, and But those are, those are things that are going to happen. Right. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be super worried about him keeping, you know, not keeping it in on RPO on day two of training camp because he knew it immediately. Yeah. You know, that, that's a learning moment. He's going to grow from that. Um, you know, I think you, you know, just kind of want to see the offensive line continue to come together. Heard some really good things from Tony Sperano Jr., Ryan Kelly, Bernard Ryman this week. Just about the, the vibe in that offensive line room right now being pretty good. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of positive energy in there for a group that really is returning all five starters from last year. And last year not being the year that any of them wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's a group where Ryan Kelly said today, like, you know, guys want to be there. They want to be in the building. They want to go to work. And that's just a that little thing. That's just a little – that's an important change because they know who they are. You know, Ryan Kelly, Bernard, or uh, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, and Quentin Nelson, excuse me, they've all played really good football in the NFL. Bernard Ryman, a rookie last year. Will Fry's kind of getting his first shot sure. last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see on the offensive line, especially when the pads get on. But, you know, just yeah, want to kind of see that continue to develop. Yeah, no doubt about it. We'll watch out for that starting tomorrow. Practice 6 to 7.30 here at Graham Park. And the complete list of all of the scheduled dates, Colts.com slash camp. We'll do it again tomorrow, recapping Saturday night. And then uh, we'll be practicing next week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I think, right? I Off day Wednesday. I believe you are right. And I believe Shane Steichen said – Specifically, the pads are coming on Monday. All right, let's go. So, time to get physical. Yeah. Let's get physical. See, I was going to go to close it out, you know, talking about if you were going to ask me, what are you looking for tomorrow? I was going to say, I'm working on mysteries without any clues. Oh. I'm working on the yeah. night moves. Oh. A little Seeger action. See, I knew I like that would it. get you. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you're speaking my language on that right now. I like it. That's my wheelhouse. Good setup right there. JJ Stangovitz, he knows his audience, and we appreciate <laughs> you being our audience here on this Colts Camp Chat. Again, we'll do it tomorrow here at Graham Park. Thanks for listening. As always, for the month of August, all camp long, stick it right here on the Colts Audio Network. So long, everybody. Talk to you soon.